Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Replayer Podcast, a video game podcast where we discuss everything that went down on the Retro Replay Show each week. I'm Pagan, your host for this week's episode, and with me today is my lovely co-host and man of many voices, Mr. Dan Mars. Hello. And uh, hi. <laughs> and joining us today, we have the one and only king of puns himself, Mr. Greg Bergner is here. Why, hello there. Mm-hmm. Hi, hi. Uh, so, okay, well, look, before we get into it, a quick quick recap for anyone who doesn't know. Retro Replay is a YouTube channel hosted by Troy Baker and Nolan North, and it's run by Drew and Crew. And they upload two episodes per week, and one of them is a modern uh, modern game playthrough. Um, currently, they're doing the Uncharted series. And the other is a trip back in time where they play some of the amazing retro games of yesteryear. Um, and this Replay podcast is where we sit back, rewind, and discuss the content of their most recent uploads and their many, many tangents. So this week, we were going to be discussing um, Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, the definitive playthrough, episode 13. And of course, Nolan and Troy's run through of the retro arcade classic, NARC. So it. yeah. you played any of these games? I mean, obviously I've, I've played through the Uncharted series quite a bit. Anybody else sort of? I have played all of the Uncharted games, yes. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys played NARC? I have not. I didn't even get, I didn't even know it was a thing until a few years ago. Um, I've never seen, I grew up with arcade stuff, but I never saw it at an arcade, I, or at least from my memory. I may have, I may have over glanced it, but I don't recall seeing it whatsoever, but I just remember hearing the name prior. I like Greg yeah. have also, I know of the game and its reputation. Um, mm -hmm. I've heard of it before in the past, but me as a kid growing up, I was a, I was an SNES kid, not SNES. Okay. <laughs> so, SNES. Not the SNES. I am. So, I mean, yes. I feel like was NARC was on the Genesis, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Right, because um, like Greg, I haven't seen it in the arcades before. I'm, I'm sure when I was in the arcade, I was more distracted by, like, Mortal Kombat and Rush. Hmm. San Francisco Rush. So, if for just, you know, sort of background for anybody who doesn't know, Retro Replay uploaded a show or an episode this week uh, where they played NARC. It's a game that came out in 1988, and it was um, an arcade game designed by Eugene Jarvis and William Williams Electronics and programmed by George Petro. It's one of the first ultraviolet games and frequent target of parental criticism of the arcade game industry because the objective is to arrest and kill drug offenders, confiscate their money and drugs, and defeat Mr. Big. Um and get eaten by I dogs. I think that was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought that was like <laughs> hilarious the, the way that that game plays out. Like all of their villains are like really strange. Like the first villain they come across looks like a subway flasher where he's got like a trench coat but he's not got a top on and he's not wearing any shoes and he's just like this is so weird and as Nolan says he's like an Uncle Fester looking guy. <laughs> and then they pull guns out I was and like, shoot at what you. What the hell was that design? Yeah, right? And it's like no, don't shoot. Wait, hold on. Most drug offenders. That's um, that's that's the outfit of most drug offenders too. By the way, right? so clearly, if you wear something <laughs> that looks like that and you look like Uncle Fester, you're clearly that you that's yeah. clear, you're an enemy of this game. And you're hiding. If you have if you have a shaved head, that's it. If you have a shaved head and a trench coat and you're not wearing a top or shoes, I'm gonna run in the other direction because you're about to fire something at me, like some hypodermic needles or something. Like you're definitely gonna start attacking me. It's and then okay. another of their we totally have Uzis and we're just mowing them down with Uzis. Yeah, that's it. In our infinite supply of ammo. Yeah, it's no, um, not a big deal. Yeah, not a big deal. And we're just going to pick up all your money and drugs. We won't report yeah. it to anybody. We're not going to actually take it back to the station. We're just going to pick it up. Yeah. Um, and what was it? The money sauce for like the taking. Oh, my God. The murder clown. Yeah, the murder clown. Like, what <laughs> was all that about? And it's got Knocking. like a butcher's apron and everything on. Knocks him to the ground and starts stabbing you in the face. I'm sorry. That was scary. I would be so scared playing that. Like, oh. that's just weird. You definitely don't I'm... want to play Killing Floor, then. 
Probably not. Like, I think, like, uh, we were discussing this recently about, like, how can somebody be scared of clowns? But, the, like, that's a that's an actual thing. Like, Nolan said he was scared I've of clowns. I've been and I terrified think, like, of clowns since it, when I was, like, 10 years old. That movie terrified me. Yeah, I think what happened was, that originally, when the Barnum and Bailey circus thing with the clown, I, at one point, clowns were, like, oh, clowns are cool, this and that. But I think what happened is, like, once, like, in the, kind of especially in, like, the 70s and 80s when they started making movies where people, like, horror movies with, like, people dressed up as clowns, I think what happened is it, for some reason, the demographic for clowns, which not many people, that's a small demographic, but I think what happened was they ended up giving it a bad reputation to make clowns even scarier. Because then, because when, at first you look at a clown, and you're like, oh, it's just a person in makeup and a red nose, you know, no big deal. But then, like, when you make like it, like, like, like Dan said, it or something that's like mm-hmm. uh, killer clowns from outer space, something that makes the clown look scary, then then it completely changes how you view clowns. And unfortunately, it gave them a bad rep to the point where people are now like, it's like either you like clowns or you're completely terrified of clowns. Mm-hmm. I think that the the. Ex- uh what would it be kind of like the exaggeration of their features like where they have the big big like fake drawn on lips and like the over exaggerated eyes and everything like that the the exaggeration of facial features is just scary oh, i don't like that i think it's <laughs> I just agree. I remember it's horrendous like i mean if you... even before it too like i remember a kid mm-hmm. as a kid going to like a pizza party and there was a clown there and i was just like nope 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 oh really <laughs> <laughs> yeah clowns don't actually bother me um like whatsoever because i've seen ronald mcdonald and i've been to a circus and i've been to places with clowns and i've had i think i had, took a picture with a clown one time or a outline a, like a drawing of a clown um clowns never really scared me um they they really don't but i understand like if you see it or if like you grew up and like it it really is just about how <laughs> it's really first impression like how a clown is presented to you when you first yeah. like get introduced to them as a kid and that really just then that depends on like what your brain associates clowns mm-hmm. with is like oh they're 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 fun and goofy and silly or they're mm-hmm. like oh god they're the scariest thing on earth yeah i think like i mean i wasn't exposed to it at the time i mean the only the only exposure to it that i had was the recent um the recent films mm-hmm. but i think the circus and everything and i was a big fan of circus performance and i really liked mime and obviously clowns i feel like are a version of that and there is an over-exaggeration for facial features and everything. It's still kind of creepy, but I really did like mimes and that kind of physical uh, entertainment aspect, like the slapstick Charlie Chaplin style comedy. I really enjoyed that. So I would have always associated clowns with kind of like, I don't know, happier things. And then mm-hmm. I guess if you really did look at it, I must say though, when we had like, we had a McDonald's down the street from where we lived and we went down and they had the Ronald McDonald statue. And I did always think that statue was really creepy. And I don't know if that was just because it was an ill-made statue or if that I found Ronald McDonald creepy. Mm -hmm. But I just thought like, eh, it kind of gave me like really negative vibes. And it just, yeah, it it just wasn't great. And I was like, okay, this is really my vision of clowns. And then I think, no, yeah, that's, that's pretty scary. I mean, we were, we were having this conversation the other day and um, we were saying like, well, how can you be afraid of clowns? Like if you if you came home one night and you, the electricity was off and you went into your bedroom and you saw a clown standing in your bedroom, you'd be freaked out, right? Well, so, I, I mean, I well, think I would be freaked out. <laughs> if there was a clown in my bedroom, I'd be like, what? But I you would be I freaked would out be anyway. Like, whoa, whoa, run away. <laughs> I think it depends on what they're doing. If they're like, like if they have like a board game that I like or if they have like food. Like maybe oh, I'd be like, oh hey, cool, we can clown. have lunch or something. But yeah, yeah. If it's, but if they've got like a weird, creepy smile and they're doing a weird laugh, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'm gonna like sell my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, my no, house I has been so... infested with clowns. Yeah. It was kind of like that. If anybody was in your bedroom, like you could have had a really beautiful person sitting in your bedroom, but because freaking pitch black and you're not expecting to be there you're going to be scared anyway however i feel like the clown thing is legit like if there was a clown in my house and it was daytime it was noon and everything was fine it's beautiful sunny day if there's a clown in my house uh uh-uh. like i'm out i'm like you greg like that house is now on the market if anybody wants to buy that house, you let me know like nah if i can to, to <laughs> come back there i think um there was the dogs too and like the dogs were eating nolan alive but then when you kill the dogs, they turn into puppies. 
and they ran I know. away. So somewhere such those contrast. developers were like, we can't be that awful that they murder the dogs. <laughs> they turn into puppies and they run away. Kind of like we have a standard, we have a, we have a moral code. We should we should probably just avoid the whole animal abuse legislation the dogs can and eat just you alive, but you can't kill the dogs. No, you have to make them turn into puppies and they run away. The cowards they are. So really, you're doing a community service by saving dogs as well, because I mean, everyone was already upset about this game in general. So like, why add to, why add PETA or somebody to the list that's getting that's mad true. that you're killing dogs? So so it puts like a positive spin. Regardless, you're killing drug offenders and you're and you're and yeah. you're trying to clean the city, but you're also saving dogs from being morbid, aggressive, right? disgusting looking creatures. So really, it's kind of like are a they... win win. <laughs> Are going to be like reliving their lives as dogs and been like, I need to rethink my dog choices so that I don't go down that path. <laughs> and now they're going to be really lovely dogs. Like, what what was the point in turning them back to puppies? And also, on another note, would that be just teaching that game? Be like, hey, if you shoot this dog, he'll turn into a puppy. And yeah, like, a whole no. vast. I really hope that out. kids playing this game realize that that, in my opinion, and and, and that's actually a funny point that you bring up pagan because mm. i've thought of scenarios like that where like video games or movies show something and then it like influences kids to make who are very e easily manipulated because they're at a young age and they don't have like they haven't like fully understood how things work um mm -hmm. it's at the point where they're like oh what happens if i actually try this so hopefully if 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 there's kids that are playing this game um and they think that hopefully they're not playing the game at all yeah, and hopefully, hopefully someone tells them, oh, yeah, this doesn't actually happen. I just hope that any kids that are playing that game and they're running around blasting puppies with Uzis, they're not going, oh, <laughs> this seems awesome. I'm going to go to my parents' gun cabinet and grab those Uzis yeah. that are just sitting in the other room and start shooting dogs in the neighborhood. Because <laughs> then I'll turn them all into puppies. I don't think parents should have just Uzis lying around somewhere in their house. But, you know, what are you talking that's, about, Greg? That's just me. What I mean, are you talking about? That was definitely a standard. Has an Uzi. Yeah. I have like, them all on my wall. Yeah, that's a standard here. Like, what, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, if you, the <laughs> house came with Uzis. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a free upgrade to the house. It comes with a like a, a wall of Uzis. Get the secret weapon cabinet. Three bedroom you property. Pull book, you pull the book out of the bookshelf and you're, it spins around and there's a wall of Uzis. The sales pitch, man. I just feel like so. This is a lovely three-bedroom house. It's a beautiful family, family estate. You know, it's nice and quiet. And uh, also, we have a bookcase. And you know, it's not just a bookcase. If you just pull on this Harry Potter book here, it turns into a wall full of Uzis like and we've, we've uh, got all your the grenades. Issue, and, like, secret bookshelf full of Uzis, and there's a pool too. Don't forget the pool. Yeah, don't forget the pool. Everything's so super family friendly. And then, should you have that one intruder, or if you just want to go and shoot some dogs, just you know, open the thing. And you're like, whoa! <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> oh, so, I I just realized oh. that's why my dad was always in his office. Ah, uh, see, uh, that's it. He's got a I, secret booklet. Okay. Secrets revealed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew he couldn't read. <laughs> Liar. Those books are just there for show. Yeah. Each book, each book, like will display something else. Like hey, the Harry Potter book will what's be like wallflowers. What's these books about on the shelf here? Oh, don't you worry about it, son. That's too complicated. Yeah, Why when you're older, blank? we'll let you know. Why are all the pages <laughs> blank, Dad? Don't worry about it. This one's hard. Uh, yeah, I'm doing it. I uh, I personally have never seen Narc before. Like I never had played that, and I think myself and Dan were having this uh, discussion earlier or earlier during the week. Is that like? I'm not that retro. I was born in '91, so mm. I my retro console is is PlayStation One. But man, I'm gonna age myself so bad. <laughs> and in the in the arcade, though, like the, the games that were really popular at the time were either like some sort of uh, like Need for Speed driving game, or we had uh, like the Resident Evil point and shoots. Those games, um, they Resident were Evil super. Point and shoot in the arcade. Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous because we had um, Time Crisis, but there was never a Resident Evil one. Yeah, uh, we we had Time Crisis as well. There was definitely Resident Evil, um, Street Fighter, Mortal oh, yeah, Kombat. Of course, they were all like the standards. But Narc never. I feel like it's probably <clears throat> beyond my time. I feel like maybe uh, it's the violence thing because I feel like I I never saw Narc in the arcades. I yeah. don't remember either. And I, I, the only time I, the, the earliest I can remember going to arcades was probably in the late 90s or early 2000s. So I'm pretty sure at that time, NARC wasn't even in the arcades anymore. So that's probably why I don't remember yeah. it. Oh, for sure. 
Yeah. It's not. It's not one of the games that I have played. Uncharted, however, I have played. Oh, absolutely. And I thoroughly enjoy like swift segue into Uncharted uh, playthrough. Segway. Um, <laughs> segue. On the live chat of Uncharted, like firstly, I I, I have played Uncharted. I loved that uh, episode because that was kind of where the fan and you're like, whoa, slippery naked mind. Uh, <laughs> so it's not great. But uh, yeah, that was that was a good episode. But on the live chat, it seemed to be controversial that Lana Pierce appeared in. Um, did anybody else see that? Were you guys in the live chat for that? I was, oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, like, I mean, I don't know if it was just because they didn't know where she was, or if they were not a fan of the fact that they had a guest. It was also on. the first episode that they brought in a guest at all. It's true. Yes, so it was yeah, kind of like, true. whoa, who, who's this? Who are these people? I mean, Cooper popped in, and we we're like, oh, sweet, Cooper. And then, yeah, that was cool. But that was he was there really quickly. It was short. It was like, oh, that was fun. And then, then you bring in this it, actual it was, big YouTube and media personality. Yeah, it was more like a bit for Cooper. Right. I th- I think I can explain the whole Which Lana Pierce <laughs> issue. <laughs> um. Her, if you don't mind, I think I can explain some shed some light on the Alana Pierce issue. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, this is for my this is my point of view. Okay, um, from from my knowledge, um, Alana Pierce originally started, I think, doing videos for IGN, she and then does. she left to go work on something else, and then she ended up being on. She got hired by Rooster Teeth, and she's part mm-hmm. of the Fun House side. Fun, Fun House. I don't know how you say it. Um, yeah, she's yeah. she's she's primarily there. Um, I don't have an issue with her. Um, but uh, I I think what happened was because what I noticed on my end is I've noticed the last three uh main people that they use for IGN were female. And I think what they did is they used them for more views, uh, especially the newer one now that's per, uh, currently doing it. Um, it One girl was doing it, and then Alana replaced her for about a year or two, and then she left, and then this new girl replaced Alana. Mm-hmm. I think it has to do with, like, IGN ties or people, like I, like you also said, have no idea who she is and not sure why she's a guest, but that shed some light on the whole situation definitely i I personally don't care i like her i mean i I don't subscribe to her or watch her stuff but she does know things and she is a Mm -hmm. she she is a gaming nerd or a nerd in general just like all of us Mm -hmm. so she fits the bill but i can but that's i think why people were kind of having or or were kind of confused or didn't like that she was the guest yeah Mm Yeah, um, I do have a bit of background on Alana pulled from the Rooster Teeth website, um, just to clear up for anybody who doesn't know who she is. So Alana Pierce is an Australian writer, producer, on-camera host, voice actress, game journalist, and YouTuber, currently serving as one of the main on-camera co-hosts, content producers, and co-hosts of the comedy, gaming, and entertainment news YouTube channel, Funhouse, a Los Angeles-based channel brand of Rooster Teeth. Whew, that's a long sentence. Uh, <laughs> she is also recognized for her work at IGN, as Greg uh, pointed out, and on national radio and television in Australia. She also had her own self-titled YouTube channel uh, where she streams gameplay, makes Let's Plays, and talks about video games. I have been a fan of Alana Pierce for a very long time, before she was at Funhouse and when she was at IGN. Um, and I did, I, I do subscribe to her YouTube channel. I'm a, I'm a big fan of who she is. I think the way that she um, talks about uh, video game content and video game news is um, is ex- like it's extremely relevant, and she has a great voice in terms of not just like her actual physical voice, but like her opinions. Um, and she's I just find her a really really interesting uh, person. Uh, so I do subscribe and I do follow her her channel. So to see her on on the Uncharted playthrough was quite a surprise, but also like. I know that Troy and Nolan have probably mentioned her before in the Rooster Teeth family. I just think it's really, it's just, it's really nice that they sort of included other members from Rooster Teeth and she's probably one of the most popular members, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
but yeah, I, I was really surprised seeing it. I didn't know until obviously I went onto the live chat and it was counting down the the minutes of the premiere, and you see Alana in the uh, in the thumbnail, and that was so cool. Like I was just I was so hyped. I couldn't believe that she would be on there. I thought that they would add more of a contrib- contribution, but they did kind of like segment her in with like. Uh, an interview like a personal interview in the white background room where she talks about her experiences playing Uncharted and then they cut into the newest episode but I, I thoroughly enjoyed having uh like seeing her on it and also like the fact that they want to include more guests I think that's sweet great I love how they approached it too with the whole bit where they kind of teleport them in and Troy was like yeah. we can do this <laughs> and, and Nolan's yeah. just like oh yeah yeah totally no yeah, this is a thing. I can do that. That's my that's my game. It's my channel. It's my playthrough. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And I, as far yeah, as cool. I can give my perspective, as uh, you obviously know Alana and you're a fan of hers. And when mm-hmm. I when I saw her, I had no idea who she was. And it was okay. Like, oh, okay. There's this other person here. I actually in the live chat was like, "Who's this person?" And people ah. were telling me, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And the funny thing is, I. I've been a fan of Rooster Teeth and IGN for years, and I'm sure mm-hmm. I've either seen or heard of or read some of her work. Just mm-hmm. never put a name to the face kind of thing. Yeah. But I can say that seeing her appear on the episode and her being a part of it uh, definitely didn't bother me. I thought that she yeah. had a good contribution, especially because I think there was a good point that she was there in that it was a really tense part of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, Nolan was concentrating as hard as he could. Yeah. And I feel like that's why they wanted to bring a guest in, because mm-hmm. it would have just been Troy talking to Nolan the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, I would agree, actually. He, like, Nolan has this really sick concentration face oh my God, uh, that all that. of us make. All of us make it. I don't care who you are. If you're a gamer, at some point you have made that face. And I think it is a very, like, it's a pivotal point of the game. It's very frustrating. I think his death count in the bunker was like eight. According to the live chat, it was about eight or nine, which was way less. I mean, it was way less than I did. I definitely died a billion times in that. that. And what's completely funny about Nolan playing Uncharted is that you could if you've and for all of you who have watched it from the beginning up until now he had at first he had no idea what he was doing oh, he, he was, was dying left and right yeah. and he's now he's like he actually has somewhat of a flow to it and what's really funny is that the ch- the chapter where they were in that that puzzle room where they would have to follow the roman numerals i had such a tough time figuring mm-hmm. that out and he literally did it like way less than than like a lot of the stuff that we considered hard he actually got through a lot better than i originally did when i first played through it um mm-hmm. and i and a lot of people felt the same way so he actually he's he's not he's 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 not doing too bad he's actually doing pretty good so he i feel like well. i yeah mm-hmm. i i feel like once he the more uncharted he plays the better he's just going to get in general i understand he still has has trouble some trouble with the covering and some of the stuff um mm-hmm. he's gonna once he figure out figures out how to do run and gun he's gonna be oh he's gonna be a, a force to be reckoned <laughs> I've been with posting and tweeting to them for ages like please learn how to run and gun please <laughs> yeah i don't know why they haven't utilized the hip fire more because especially in that last that uh, episode in, in the bunker that would have been so much that easier. Was a good and he, I think he only used yeah, definitely. And I think he used one grenade. And I'm like, man, like they are there for a reason. And just like you're you're in this corridor, and they're they're basically tunneling into you. And you're like, that's perfect. Just back a grenade in there, and you'll be fine. Just blow everybody up. It's fine. If I can go um, back to his face for a quick second, I was gonna comment that uh, in the live chat, I was watching Nolan's face while he was concentrating, and I posted in there that it. Uh, Nolan's face looks like um, the guy from Wolfenstein when he shoots. Because if you remember old Wolfenstein or even old Doom, you have the little uh, image of the guy in the bottom of the screen. Oh, and yeah. When you're not doing anything, when you're just moving around, his face is resting. But when huh? you shoot, he takes, he grimaces. He's like, ah, when he's shooting. Yeah. And that was Nolan. Every time he shoot at the monsters, you could see his face twinge and he grimaces. <laughs> And I just think like that that whole episode kind of that I remember playing that and being so frustrated. And you can see the frustration on Nolan's face as well, which 
it's just it's just hilarious because you're just like man that was so me i'm so glad you know what we're going through now we're, <laughs> like, we're all, he he now knows the pain that we endured when we were playing uncharted absolutely yeah and i mean just to touch back on your point to say that like he is he is gonna get better like that he is getting better like he's way better than he first was in the first episode absolutely if i may I'm but now like he'll be... yeah uh yeah, so they, they – uh, sorry. Sorry, I, <laughs> um, I, if I interrupted you and made you lose concentration. You're good. You're good. <laughs> um, I just think, like, he, he has gotten so much better. And now that they're going to play Uncharted 2 and potentially Uncharted 3 and 4, like, the controls change. Like, the controls change where he can actually do things, um, do more, uh, I guess, functions or actions with the controller um, in, in Uncharted 2 and 3. So I think he'll find that a lot better to use. Um, yeah. So I think he's. I mean, he's getting really good. I'm proud. Like he's like we watched him since the first episode, and we were all cringing. And then Troy was not helping because no. he would say stuff like <laughs> press square or press triangle, and we're like, no, Troy, it's circle. Jesus, yeah. Nolan actually, because he was actually telling him telling what button how to reload, and Troy was like, oh, it's triangle, and Nolan was like, no, it's not. It's R one, and Troy was like, oh, you're right. And I was like, wow, Nolan just schooled Troy in Uncharted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just like the whole the whole fact that he was like, you're not helping me in in this episode. Like you guys are killing me. Um, and then Troy's like, no, we're not. We're trying to help you. And yeah. Alana's like, are we? Yeah. Are we that's though? Exactly <laughs> how I feel yeah. for like the whole playthrough, where Troy's like trying to help, but he's just really not helping. It's like when, uh, <laughs> and he... I just think it's frustrating. When Nolan activates the machine and the monsters start coming at him, and he goes, "What do I do?" and Troy goes, "Don't die." Yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> just don't, don't die. Do it. Yeah. My mantra playing that whole thing, I would just be like, "Don't die, don't die, don't ah, damn." <laughs> like, I died. Death count one. <laughs> like, yeah. Can I have? Can I? Can I make an unpopular opinion? Okay, uh, go ahead. That everyone is going to be like, "How dare you, Greg?" Um, let's get all the haters to hate on Greg. Go ahead. Yeah, Here we go. no, I'm, I'm fine. I'll t if you guys need a vent on me, go right ahead. Feel free to after I make the statement. Okay, so now that we're quickly on topic about the future Uncharted's, um, mm -hmm. and before everyone uh, crucifies me, I will explain why I have this opinion. Uh, Uncharted Two is my least favorite Uncharted, <sighs> whereas every it's everybody's favorite. Absolutely. Here, here is oh. why. Let me, let me, let me do a takeaway first. Let um, me finish the story. Uh, the story of Uncharted is definitely one of the best, if not the best. I will give you, I will give them that. The whole, the whole, the whole premise behind it is great. Mm -hmm. I feel the combat and the gunplay, the mechanics for some reason were a lot worse. And then the force stealth was not good. And I think that kind of, um, especially in the beginning where you have to stealth and no matter what you do, the guys have like pure twenty twenty vision and will spot you from a from like a far distance if you're mm -hmm. not careful. And I'm sure there's a there's a, a, a script of how to do it. But even with the walkthrough that I did, because I was at the part where I couldn't figure it out, I still had trouble. Mm -hmm. And you kind of had to get a little finicky with it to get through it. Um, I I don't know why, but the gunplay, even like go, going for headshots and stuff, I feel like something was off with it compared to the first one. And then three kind of brought it back, and now and now the fourth one kind of and the and Lost Legacy have like one of the better gun aiming. Um, mm -hmm. even especially even if you use aim assist, which I I'm not proud of, but I am proud of I used aim assist in four and Lost Legacy. But regardless of that, yeah. Um. And that's and unfortunately with Uncharted, the gunplay is one of the bigger parts of the games, if not mm -hmm. for, like all of them. And I feel like something definitely got removed or like redone in it, and it and it completely made the game. It didn't make the game difficult, but it, it since that's a big part of the game, it it took away of how I was playing the game, um, and especially the kind of the boss ending, what you have to do. Um, yeah. Was shooting the crystals and like shooting him at the same time when he's weak. Like it was a very weird boss fight, and with the gunplay that didn't really help me. And that's why it's my least favorite. It's not awful. It's one of the better Uncharted games for sure. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, because of the combat and the stealth and everything, uh, it it it's that's why it's my least favorite. I feel like though Uncharted games are not like I mean, especially the first one as well. Like the gunplay is so difficult like the controllers are so difficult and everything mm -hmm. so i kind of it didn't put me off it definitely didn't put me off uncharted 2 i love uncharted 2 um i'm i'm a, i'm gun. just a big fan of all Running of them gun. honestly 
yeah, just was, hip think, fire for God's sake. I think Uncharted Two was all about the running gun and the hip fire because that's ninety nine percent of what I did, especially if you mm-hmm. played the online multiplayer. That was the mm-hmm. move. I barely played the multiplayer. Barely. I played a lot of the multiplayer. I never touched it, and, I, and that's maybe and that's maybe my issue, Dan. Is I didn't. I was basically, from what I remember, I did running gun in Uncharted One, but not as much as like what Nolan was doing, where he's standing and like aiming. When in a lot of reality, you have to move and then aim and everything. I think that was the reason is that I didn't perfect running gun in it, and maybe when I go ever I go back to it, maybe once I do that and maybe switch because I do plan on replaying them all and yeah. Hopefully, platinum them, plat platinuming them all. <laughs> I don't know. Platypusing them. Platypusing, yes. Yeah, um, getting the yeah. platinum trophy for all of them, um, right. which isn't going to be an easy feat. I'm gonna but I'm going to at least attempt for fun. Hmm. Cooper, you were on the freeway. <laughs> like that's definitely like when when they. We'll come back to this, Greg. Let's put the pin in this because I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming back to Uncharted too. But uh, yeah. when they brought in. Cooper first. I actually thought that was hilarious, and I couldn't believe that they brought him in. But the way that they did it, with the fact that he was like on a freeway, <laughs> and like Troy couldn't get over it, and then he was in, and then just as quick he was out. Um, I thought that was a great setup for bringing Alana in. I think if it was a cold it setup and nice Alana just showed up, up I think Cooper. people exactly, yeah, yeah. I think that was it was really cool. Um, but yeah, with, with Greg, I understand that with with Uncharted Two, but Uncharted Two is where we meet Chloe. So oh, yeah, Chloe. no Chloe, yeah, strong character entrance, and yes, definitely one of my favorite characters. Especially because so like, there was so yeah. long in the game where you're like, oh, where's Elena? Mm-hmm. What happened yeah. to Elena? <laughs> yeah, um, no, I no Chloe. Um, uh, and if you don't know. Chloe is voiced by, was it Cla- her name? Claudia Black, Claudia correct? Black. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Claudia ba- Black has been in a lot of voice acting roles, mm-hmm. but Clo- she really brought the character of Chloe to life in this game. Mm-hmm. I, that was one of the greatest additions to the whole series in general. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not going to take away that Clo- her that Chloe. I love the Chloe character a lot. Actually, honestly, I kind of liked it more than Elena at times. Um, I did too. I would and, agree, actually, and, yeah. And, and I, I love, love Emily Rose, but she's and, just, yeah. Yes, and I love the fact that they gave her her own game in in Lost Legacy to basically show that you can still have the Uncharted series without Nathan Drake. It was either going to be hit or miss, and that game Mm -hmm. was actually one of my favorite Uncharted games, for sure. Um, And having her the chemistry between her and Nadine. But but going off of that, in general, I I I I like when I make an unpopular opinion, I don't. I don't take away anything from the game because, in general, that it's a very Uncharted Two is a very good game. Oh, I'm, I'm sure not going to take that away from it. Opinions. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah, the story and everything. Uncharted Two is great, but because of the mechanics, that really made me lose a lot of interest in playing it because of just how it was set up. There was something off on it, and like I said, maybe if I replay it again because it was years ago since yeah. I played it, maybe it'll change. But that's basically what I took from it when after I played it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, just to, sorry, just to touch it back on what you said there about the Lost Legacy as well. By the way, yeah, definitely one of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just fantastic because I think with the introduction of Chloe and um, uh, of Nadine, just like when that was announced, man, my freaking mind blew. Like I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be so good because I love those characters and I wanted to know more about those characters. And now we have a whole freaking game uh, dedicated to them. So I was like. Pfft that's awesome um yeah so that that was awesome and i just wanted to express my love for that game (laughs) sorry i cut you right off there dan what were you saying i was gonna comment on uh my love for uncharted 2 stems from one the train set piece because it's just an absolute amazing moment of gaming anything and everything and then to me the other best part of that game was you get to that late stage where you start seeing the yetis and the snowmen monsters and it's like oh shit it's it's happening again like just like the slippery naked guys in the first one yeah <laughs> like, now we got yetis oh my god <laughs> yeah i think that was also another thing is i didn't like the enemy type uh mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't like the slippery naked monsters either i understand why they were there but then introducing a very a, a, a stronger version where mm-hmm. regular guns take longer to kill them and you have to kill some of them with certain types of weapons i think that also because they had so many come at you and like a couple of swipes no matter what difficulty on you were pretty much done for um 
I think I think it was just I, I'm I, I'm complaining about minuscule things, but unfortunately, all my thing I never on, thought of. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. my view my view on the game it made my my decision on the game in general not be as one of my favorite Uncharted games. It actually unfortunately ended up making it my least Uncharted. Hmm. I have like maybe one or two other people that I've known that would agree with me on it. Hmm. However, I understand Uncharted Two is still one of the best, if not the best, Uncharted for a lot of people, even with 4 and Lost Legacy now included into the yeah. franchise. I think 4, definitely for me, is... Uh, I don't know. I want to say the first one's my favorite, but I think 4 just brought it to another level. I really enjoyed 4 so much. Like, um, having having the House of Elena and starting in, like, an underwater recovery job. Um, mm-hmm. I just... I just loved it i absolutely loved every single minute of mm-hmm. adventure Four. the gameplay and going back as young nate like all of that was um my life was complete when i saw the episode of retro replay when they played crash bandicoot and they referenced right? yeah uh, me too nolan north playing crash bandicoot claiming he'd never played crash bandicoot when he did play <laughs> crash bandicoot in uncharted 4 as nathan drake <laughs> right <Yeah>, 100 <laughs> That was such a great moment as well. Oh my god! When they turned on the on on the PlayStation and you could hear like the iconic sound, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be amazing!" That just literally, I Best I had I like I would have almost cried. I'm the telling video you, game I think inception. that was yeah. It was just I couldn't believe that they they did that, and I was so happy. And then we got to play a little bit of Crash, and I was oh, like, yeah. "This is just this is just the best." Uh, would you guys like another unpopular opinion? Oh, man. oh God! It's, it's, we, we You're dealing them out today. We're I don't know if I've got this. This one's gonna. I think just for uh, th- Greg's unpopular opinions. Yeah, the unpopular <laughs> opinion podcast. Um, this one is oh, gonna right. sting. This one's gonna sting a lot more than Uncharted Two. Um, the first original PlayStation, I think, is one of the worst consoles ever made. Agreed. But I, that's I, only. That's, I don't that's, disagree, that's, I don't disagree but, with that. Here's why, though. Um, not because of at the time it was one of the best, one of the better consoles, but now mm. it's definitely one of the most dated consoles. Like you try to play that game oh now God. or try to play it on an emulator. It's, it's the controls terrible. and everything are awful. It's awful. Um, I'm not mm. taking away the legacy that PlayStation started because PS2 to me is the best PlayStation console. However, okay. however, however, um, <clears throat> If you play a PS1 now, you're going to have a terrible time. So I'm glad they remade Crash Bandicoot and Spyro so I can actually play it with better controls and like better quality. And it's fun. You don't want to kill yourself playing it? No, no. PS1, you're going to kill yourself. So, Pagan, did you Hmm. agree with his statement that the PS1 was a terrible system? I don't, only because of the nostalgia that that brings me. I still have my PlayStation 1 and we still play it. So do I, and I still play it too. I picked up, um, so we've recently actually just gone through the first Metal Gear. Oh my god, I love Metal Gear. Uh, Metal Gear. Yeah, on, on PlayStation 1, and that was really good. <laughs> um, so we've just gone through that, that was Metal. sick. Um, but super hard to play. Like, I totally understand what you're saying about the con- the, the controls and everything. It is super hard to play, and we have, um, we just picked up Mickey Mouse, if anybody's seen that, like the Mickey Mouse Adventures mm-hmm. on PlayStation 1. Like, that brought me all the way back, and it's a game where you don't have, um, like, you have a checkpoint only for, like, a limited time. So, if you've got three lives, you can like replay your checkpoint, whatever, for three lives, and then after that, you have to go all the way back to the very start of the game. Um, and I like, I mean, that mechanic is terrible in all of those yeah. games, but I don't know. There's just something about the, the I don't know. Well, I, I, I do get what you're saying point, though. That uh, Greg's unpopular opinion in our current situation is the popular opinion because both me and him think the PS1 is the worst of the yeah, PlayStation well, systems. So Greg, your, your, <laughs> your opinion is not so unpopular. Oh, thank God. Can I also, boy, <laughs> like, I don't know, guess point out that you're both uh, male um so your opinions don't matter anyways <laughs> well, <let> me, wow <laughs> male i also had an n64 first and i loved mm. my n64 and i was a huge nintendo fanboy like mm. die hard nintendo fanboy and a friend of mine got a playstation one and he always had like sports games 
and racing games, and he's like, hey, let's play these games, and I'm like, oh, these look like crap compared to my Nintendo 64 games. The, yeah, the PS1 for sports and, like, Ace Combat and the and the driving games, the PS1 was very good with those. However, mm-hmm. even with the N64, the control scheme they were is, terrible. <laughs> is pretty bad, too, but it, I, I actually like the N64. I had an N64, and... Okay. I grew up, um, and maybe my opinion would be different if I grew up with a PlayStation, because as Dan, uh, whoever mentioned earlier about uh, growing up with the Super Nintendo, that was my first ever console. Mm. Um, I got it when I was three years old in 1996, so I've been playing games for like 21 years now, I think. Yeah. And I'm going to age myself so bad. 23 (laughs) years. Yeah. So I I can totally get the whole depending on like what you grew up with i didn't grow up with a genesis either um my cousins had it so i played on there but yeah i i i don't know that's why the only way i play ps1 games now is if i run my emulator which i have an emulator for because they have save states so any game like you were mentioning with the with the with the the mickey one with the mickey with the mickey adventures (laughs) I can understand, like, why, like, now looking at that, how they did the checkpoint system, it'd be awful, but the save state makes it ten times easier. Yeah. I yeah, can, I uh, would share a story. And then if Peggy will hold, uh, give me a little story time. Story time. <laughs> story time. Um, I was going to say as far Gather as... Gather like, around, kids. <laughs> going back to the, uh, my being an N64 kid and not having a PlayStation 1, but then... My friend who had the PlayStation 1 was always wanting me to play. And then he got Crash Bandicoot. Mm. And then he got Resident Evil 2. And after I played those two games, I was like, oh my god, there's other things in the world besides Nintendo. And it was that Christmas I got a PlayStation 1 with Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot 2, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 1. And I became a multi-platform fan and not mm-hmm. a fanboy. <laughs> I, like yourself and uh, I guess Greg were saying, that, like I, I didn't grow up with that. I didn't have a Nintendo 64. I had PlayStation. PlayStation was, what PlayStation came out in 95. So I think I got it maybe 96, 97. Oh, and my dear. dad brought it home. My dad brought it home and was like, this is what we're going to play now. And I think it was kind of, Almost like my dad was convinced that he was going to play it more and he never did. Um, and he got us loads and we had like a chip in it that would play like all these um, copied games. So it wouldn't have to be like the legit disc. Um, <laughs> oops. Um, but we got it and it just played other games. So we, we played it. We played everything. But yet, yeah, like one of my earliest memories of video games would be playing Crash Bandicoot. Um and I would have like eventually like I would I would have played it so much that I would know all the the sounds and everything so i used to mute the computer or mute the tv and i would play like my own albums whatever was in at the time i think it was actually pink it was like a pink album and anytime i hear that album now all i can think about is crash bandicoot <laughs> so um so i grew up with that so i feel like i don't really have anything to to compare it to so i would always think like that was my number one console um however i don't th- i don't think it's the greatest console of all time definitely not um, but it's it was a really good console for me, and it just doesn't do anything except bring nostalgia to me. And the controls were horrendous. And I remember trying to play Harry Potter, and the controls were just not happening for what they wanted it to do. <laughs> like when you're trying to play Quidditch and you have to go through these hoops. So um, if anybody else knows, it just uh, made me thought. What's your favorite, best, worst PlayStation One game? Best or worst PlayStation One game? Not, not best or worst, but the game that you loved, even though it was terrible. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Tomb Raider was a good one. Tomb Raider is a good one. I've played all the Tomb Raiders um, right up from like the first one on PlayStation 1 that I had. Um, and yeah, that was like the mechanics in that were just terrible. Mm-hmm. Like so bad. And the story was kind of rubbish. And some of the voice acting was kind of rubbish. But like, yeah, I, I'd probably say that. Like that was a good, bad game. How about you, Greg? In terms of, like, uh, story. Tomb Raider. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right. Well, here's here's so. the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the kind of person that wants to play, like, a series, like, from beginning to end and, like, do the different versions. I 
only I played a little bit of the first Tomb Raider of the original saga, which is the first six games technically, if you count. Mm-hmm. And before this second reboot with Anniversary Legend and Underworld, and then this newer one, which I think is the best one so far, mm-hmm. um, hands down. Um, I still want to try to go back and do all of them because I do have Legend, Anniversary, and Underworld, and I could play uh. Anniversary because Anniversary, Anniversary is, awesome. is is a remake or a, a remake of the first game essentially. Oh, yeah. So really, I could just go back and play that and just go to go and start and do two through six because I think two got a little better, but it still wasn't perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I haven't played a lot of PS One games, but almost every mm-hmm. single one that I've played, I've just I just was like I can't play this. This is just the the graphics and the control. It's just awful. Mm-hmm. Um. I would especially, agree. Especially with like trying to play the Medal of Honor games. Um mm. playing on a disc and do it using heart saves. Medal of Honor pr- gets pretty janky too, the first two. Um especially that were on PlayStation. the uh, double analog sticks too. Yeah. It it it's it mm, pressing X to shoot your gun, it's 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 tough. Um mm-hmm. anyone playing a PS one now, if like no one has ever played it, especially if they've played like all the new systems and, and have even done PC gaming nobody will enjoy playing ps1 <laughs> properly it'll be a small majority that actually like it so yeah i, I would I agree just I think due it's... to controls alone i have a good awful best playstation one game that mm-hmm. it was the first thing that i thought of as soon as you started talking about a game that you love but it was terrible um for me it was star wars episode one phantom menace on the ps1 oh, i never played that the game was absolute trash but it had <laughs> it had one mechanic that was so satisfying. Me and my buddy, it was a co-op game, and it was kind of like a top-down isometric hack and slash. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing it did right was a block and reflect laser blast with your lightsaber. So, okay. And if you did it right, if you timed it right, you would automatically kill the droids that were shooting at you. Oh, cool, cool. So you, it came down to timing the pressing of, uh, I think it was R1 was the block button. And if you did mm-hmm. it, if you just held R1, you would just block the blast and it would just deflect them. But if you hit it just right, it would counter it and hit it right back at them and decapitate them. And it was the most satisfying thing ever, even though the game ran like crap. It was so janky. The character models were terrible. The environments were bland. And the game mm-hmm. crashed constantly. So I replayed oh like God. the first like, no, I've two stages that. over and over again. <laughs> no, I I thankfully had never played that. That is like definitely Still Crash Bandicoot favorite. Of really. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, party at dance. We gotta go. Woo. Live stream. Retro gaming and by retro we mean like PlayStation One. <laughs> like, I'll stream playing some, and you guys can see how terrible it is. <laughs> She's sweet. Um. So let me just move on to a section back into the retro replay episodes, and sure. I just wanted to see if you guys have a highlight from these weeks. Uh, these weeks this week's episodes um yeah these last weeks no uh the nice. last few episodes yes. please do the robot voice um if if you have any highlights from them or if you have something that you would like to see them play next greg um can i can i have can i do two answers like Absolutely. for one for after uncharted and one for just a general i actually have the same answer so go ahead <laughs> yeah Okay, um, well, you guys I'm sure know, but if you don't know, um, I sent them in a game. And yes, I did Deadpool. see this. Mm-hmm. Yes, Deadpool. Um, I had it on PS4, I played it, and I wanted to send it to them in case they wanted um, an in-between game between the Uncharted's, because the Uncharted games, you definitely don't want to play back-to-back. You definitely want to take a little bit of a break. Right. Um, uh, so you don't get drained because if you play any franchise, you you you, you play like God of War. I, I I played through all the Gods of War and I didn't take a small break. So by the time the new one came out, I was like, eh. Um, okay. I have another unpopular opinion for that, but we're not going to talk about that. We'll come back um, another time. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, you have an unpopular opinion about that? I don't want to hear it, Greg. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear, hear it. Hear it. Oh, you don't want to hear, that, that, hear that that one's my least favorite God of War. Oh, okay, that's fine. We won't talk about which, it. Wait, which God of War? The new one. Oh, okay okay mainly again mainly again because of combat but um <laughs> okay. yeah 
uh, the most satisfying, really quick, the most satisfying part of the game was throwing your axe and retrieving it. That's like, mm -hmm. I literally spammed that the whole game until I got the blades and then I never used the axe again. However, okay, we're going to move from that. No more unpopular I opinions. need to get a soundbite for tangents. Like, okay, you're going on a tangent. And, all right. Yeah. Unpopular opinion soundbite. Um, <laughs> so um, I would like for them to play that maybe even just a little bit to give kind of like a quick little palate cleanser like they mentioned. In the, in, in, and we were talking about the Crash Bandicoot episode. If you haven't seen it, that's where they show off the Deadpool game. Um, yeah. And everything um so it would be nice to see them play and i actually sent them in another game um which troy baker and laura bailey voiced um i call laura bailey troy's um voiceover wife because mm -hmm. they've done a lot of games together um tales for the borderlands yeah. resident evil um six you know just to name a few um they were a part of this game called an uh men in black alien crisis which awesome. has been the last Men in Black movie game that has come out. They did not make one for the new Men in Black, which they shouldn't, because the new Men in Black isn't that great. Okay. However, um, it's it's a it's an on rails third person shooter. Uh, it's very arcadey, but it's very fun. I think it was more implemented for if you had the the light gun for the PS3 and the move controllers. I think you would have had more fun with it. I think that was the point. But with the controls, they're not too great. But it has charm. There's a lot of humor and there's a lot of um they they made that game come to life, uh, Laura and Troy. So I would say one of those two that I sent in, um, just so they can, you know, take a little break from the Uncharted, maybe do anything that they've done, because they've talked about different games. They talked about doing Last of Us and um, maybe Assassin's Creed. They've they've talked about different ones that they would want to be maybe even Bioshock Infinite that they'd be willing to try uh, yeah. to try. Um, for so that's that answer. My other answer would be for in general. Um, so if any if anyone who's watched the show, uh, their first ever episode was Spider Man for the Atari, mm -hmm. and Nolan got extreme PTSD from that game. Um, <laughs> I I I. I as the generous, kind person that I am, I want Nolan to have something new to have a PTSD for, not have to think about Spider-Man. So I want to recommend Top Gun for NES. Oh my god. Only to try for them to for to land the plane. Because oh, Nolan is going to have a very... Them both are going to have a hard time doing it. Um, Especially after and, Independence Day. Yes, and after a quick another quick little snippet, um, a member's... Uh, if you're a member of Retro Replay... Um, they do uh, every few weeks a members only live chat um mm -hmm. and a few like four or five live chats ago they were talking about what they were upcoming and wanted to play and they gave recommendations um mm -hmm. and i mentioned top gun and troy basically was like greg are you serious do you hate really hate nolan that much <laughs> um i feel like there's nothing more entertaining than seeing nolan north stressed <laughs> like that's the point Troy of the really retro replay show they were just that's... like let's find a way to stress nolan north out and get it on camera like that's quite why... how that came up with that that's why i recommend that game so those are my those are my technically three but my my two what i would pick for both Your main ones topics all right yep. all right i'll go with that uh dan uh, did Greg want to do a highlight before we move oh, on? Oh, yeah. Greg, you want to do a highlight for this week? Um, well, uh, yes. Uh, I, I would like... <laughs> I, I think I think the highlight, obviously, is I, I knew they were going to beat NARC, so I have mm -hmm. to give them credit for... Because I know without Unlimited Lives, regardless, you would waste tons of quarters playing that game. Because it, mm -hmm. it does get pretty intense, especially with two players. Um, there is a lot of action in it. Um, I will say uh, also, regardless of how difficult the monsters were, Nolan did a pretty decent job getting through that. And even though he had to restart a section four or five different times, he actually got through it. And you could just you could see he was really dedicated to finishing yeah, it, and he did. So I was very happy for him that he got through that part because that part I knew was not going to be fun for him. Mm -hmm. That's a good highlight. That's a good highlight. Good, nice. So and you want to segue in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll start with my modern game, which actually only just came to me yesterday, I think, when I was watching, I was rewatching the uh, Uncharted playthrough. And for the last few weeks, my mind's just been like, Uncharted 2, Uncharted 2. I'm, I was stuck on, I can't wait for them to play Uncharted 2. But if um, they were to do a, a in-between game, like Greg was saying, 
it was watching last last week's episode that made me think you know what i'd like to see them play especially if it's going to be nolan playing primarily and not troy is resident evil 4 yes that's an interesting one well yeah if you think about it the way nolan plays uncharted he does the stop and pop he constantly mm-hmm. stops and pops and watching him play made me think this is like watching uncharted or uh, resident evil 4 mm-hmm. and i thought that would be a great game to watch nolan play because it's a it's just like that whole segment where you've got the zombies coming at you it's high stress but there's also the puzzle elements that we've been seeing nolan do really well at yes so mm-hmm. i think that yes. would be extra satisfying to see him complete those puzzles it's got the quick time events um and just resident evil 4 is like one of the best games ever mm-hmm. <laughs> and i can't Especially stress that enough series. yeah yeah and I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. I would love to see Resident Evil 4 and like their take on it. Nolan playing it, Nolan getting stressed out, especially the harder parts of the game. Not to mention Troy's reactions. And Troy's like, uh, uh, it, ha, it just has noises and his reactions trying to fear for Nolan. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So I think that would be an awesome like in-betweener. Mm-hmm. And uh, for their retro replay game, I've actually tweeted this to Troy and the the replayer uh, Twitter account a couple of times. I'm a, I'm a big fan of when they play co-op games, and to keep mm-hmm. it in light of the old school classic games, one of my favorite old Nintendo co-op games is Akari Warriors. Okay. That was made mm-hmm. by Konami, and it's a top-down scroller like shoot 'em up. Um, okay. It's basically like a ripoff of Rambo. You play mm-hmm. as a soldier that just uh, is stuck in the jungle, and you just got endless machine gun ammo, and you're just blasting enemies and tanks and things. And you can play a co-op, so you it'll be you know player one, player two, red guy, blue guy, and you mm-hmm. can. I feel like that would be a very entertaining game to watch the two of them play together. Definitely. Especially because I I enjoy when they co-op. And uh, with regards to highlight for this week, do you have anything like um, that was kind of your favorite moment? Yeah, and uh, I mean, I got this third game. Cooper, you were on the freeway. <laughs> Sound like highlight. It's a good moment. It's a good <laughs> moment. I'm not gonna lie. It was a good moment to see Cooper North on there. Um, I think um, the uh, mm-hmm. other. If I had to choose a moment too, there was also the the dick light. <laughs> I thought that yeah. was pretty funny, and it was a lot funny too. That kind of pointed that out and then uh troy rolled ran with it and in troy in okay. usual troy fashion he turned it into a song <laughs> yeah of course saying that his dick would light the way or something right? and my dick will light the way <laughs> that should definitely be on their album honestly add it to the shameless they're... tonight they're gonna have a ton of albums with just bits that they've done <laughs> yeah definitely i want a whole album i want a full retro replay album drew crew get on it and i'm naked <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they're getting on it. I'm sure they'll release a song. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, really good ones, actually. Really good highlights and any hi- good suggestions oh. for games. Highlight for me on this this week's uh, episodes definitely was the appearance of Alana and Cooper. I think it was really nice to have guests on. It breaks it up a little bit. Nice. Um, as we discussed before, I am a fan of Alana, and I had followed her work before, and I follow her YouTube. and um, So it was really nice to see... Um, them implementing more of the Rooster Teeth family on um, on their show since they're now part of that family too. Mm-hmm. So suggestions, I'm not sure. Um, I think modern suggestion for for the guys, I don't know. Like, I think they're definitely going to play um, Uncharted and obviously The Last of Us at some point. I think that would be excellent to see even Nolan play because I know Troy has played that. Um, so I think it would be really interesting, but I am interested to see them play a bit more horror genre only because I hate horror genre. I, <laughs> I can't play that myself. I am the biggest coward. You're a baby. Um, I am a big baby <laughs> and I don't play that at all. I don't, I don't play them well. I freak out and I like, I play maybe three minutes and then I pause <laughs> and then I play another three minutes and then I pause again. Um, so I think that'd be cool if we could get, if we can get something like that. Just and then throw I think the controller and go, nope, nope, nope exactly hop on the no train back to fuck that bill um <laughs> yeah um but i i would love them to see that to see them play some more horror and i would love to see them do something with a heart rate monitor and pop it on whoever's playing um and then do it in the dark or whatever and then just see 
that I think that would be really interesting for like a Halloween episode or something to just to monitor the heart rate as you're playing a really scary game like Layers of Fear even would be fantastic to see okay. them play. Um, but again, it's not like a co-op or anything, so it would have to be a one-person player. But I think you get, especially with something like Layers of Fear or Resi 7, um, you would get that feeling of fear even if you're a backseat gamer. Like, I definitely did. And I won't play those games. Because yeah. um, I'm such a coward. Um, I think that's kind of it. For the retro replay show every Thursday, if I have a suggestion, I don't really. Um I quite loved, I loved when they played Crash Bandicoot. That was definitely something I wanted to see them play. And I'm really glad that they did. Oh, yeah, you were more of a I'm... PlayStation kid anyway, so. Exactly, yeah. And I think there is another game. And I don't know if it's on PlayStation. Someone can correct me or not. Um, the Lion King. I know Kessie had sent them that. Like Kessie is Nintendo a. It could be, yeah. Um, I think Super I Nintendo definitely Lion played King. it. On... That game was awesome, actually. I would love to see them play that. Oh, really? Yeah, especially the second game. level. I love yeah, that game. I, I beat that game hundreds of times as a kid. And that game was like part of my childhood. And I think I, I think we played it on P, uh, PC. Um, but I Maybe think Kesty, one of the replayers from Discord and um, an active replayer on live chat, is the Kessie Bear, I believe. Um, Kessie sent them in the Lion King and she's sort of waiting for them to play that. And I would definitely love to see them play that because I think... Nice. I'm Again, down. that game was part of my childhood, and it was difficult at times. It definitely was. Level 2, level 3, like, did. I would like, love damn, to see them play that, that game because, that like I me. said, I played the crap out of that game. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a good game, and I think it would be one of those games that they could clear, like yeah. that they did with Narc, and, and they did that before with another game, uh, Moonwalker, uh, where they cleared that. That was pretty cool. Moonwalker confused me because I have Moonwalker for Genesis, and it looks nothing like the game they played. Oh, really? Yeah, some games game. like that on different versions the gameplay is a lot different so yeah mm-hmm. moonwalker is definitely depending on which one you play um it's 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 definitely different and it's it's very like easily noticeable the difference yeah. in between them um the lion king though i think they're all the same on on all of mm-hmm. the different all versions. the playthrough is the same yeah. yeah um either one they're gonna have a hard time i know super nintendo is especially notorious for the hard for very hard games um especially because that was a point before we were blessed with checkpoints and save states and extra lives like three lives and like boom that's it you got to start all the way at the beginning so yeah yeah this i i would like to see them try to figure out that 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 puzzle where the monkeys are throwing you <laughs> and yes the end. oh my god yeah. oh my god that yes that was such a good like nostalgia man in a bottle give it to me yeah um yeah listen we're we're hitting that 60 minute mark so oh, it's, we're gonna that yeah that great oh man that's such a good game uh we're hitting that 60 minute mark so we're gonna start wrapping things up but before we go just some quick replayer news before we head into like the goodbye section um if anyone is heading into manchester comic-con on the 27th or 28th of july there will be a replayer meetup happening so feel free to dm us or you can join the retro replay discord for more information you could just google that it's pretty much one of the, the first two links that comes up and join us there um and yeah i guess i'd like to thank everybody for listening and thank you so much to our wonderful guest mr greg bergner um it's been a pleasure to have you on the show man um i appreciate you yeah do you you have socials or anything people can follow you at uh i have a youtube technically but i don't really put anything on it however Mm -hmm. i may consider putting stuff down the road but i'm not a big youtuber because it's there's a ton of people already Mm -hmm. that do their own thing i also have a twitch but i don't know if i want to do that my main right now my main social is on twitter Okay. Um, if you search the Greg 007, the TNG are capitalized. Everything else is lowercase and all, and it's all put together as one. So okay. the Greg 007, that's where I'm at. If you want to follow me, I put random stuff on there. Um, I'm also here on on uh, these the discords that we have. It's it's really easy to find me. It's not that hard. But that's my main source of contact right now. Awesome. And yeah, thank you so much for for being here and for being part of the show today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so oh, much. You're welcome. And uh, thank you so much to Dan, Dan Morris, my lovely co-host. Can yeah. we find you on socials anywhere if anybody's going to follow you? Sure, sure. Uh, actually, if I can, I just want to make a, a quick acknowledgement for the Manchester Comic Con, if I may. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to try and interview some of the Discord crew while you're there, correct? And have like a little thing put yeah, together? Yeah, absolutely. At the meeting, I would have a chat with uh, anybody who would like yeah. to interview or who would like to partake in, in one of the next episodes and just see who would be interested. And then we would likely organize um, a call like we're doing right now. Yeah, um, so I just wanted to point that out. If anyone listening wants to be a part of that that's going to Manchester to try and touch base with either me or you. For sure. To uh, yeah, see for if you sure. want to get in on that. 
yeah so for me um i'm stark evil vash and i believe my twitter handle on is uh at starkey vash (laughs) which is kind of like my (laughs) nintendo shortened version of my name fair enough um i am on twitch and youtube and mixer also as stark evil vash uh, there's not much to see on there at the moment, but I have been considering getting back on that and doing some stuff. So, uh, news to come on that side, I suppose. Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, and thank you again for joining me, um, Dan and Greg. Um, my name is Peggy, and I have been your host this week for this week's episode. Um, you're welcome to follow me on socials. I'm at Pagan underscore plays on Instagram and on Twitch. And on Twitter, it should just be Pagan plays. If you just, if you Google that, you should see me pop up and see my headshot pop up. And uh, yeah, we hope you've enjoyed our podcast. And if you'd like to hear more from us, please go ahead, like, and subscribe. And if you have any suggestions or questions, please feel free to pop us an email at thereplayerpodcast at gmail.com. So yeah, I guess until next next time, folks. See ya. Bye. 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 Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.